Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Good to be with you tonight, broadcasting live this September 4th, Labor Day weekend, 2022. And so if you are listening to it tonight, I'm live in a radio station in Dickinson, North Dakota. 
in the studios of KDIX, and uh, we are broadcasting live, of course, on KDIX AM and over the Internet on KDIX.net and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And we've got people texting me, which you can do tonight and be part of the program. Sister Brett's just dinged in, uh, sweet lady. I was teasing her in church today, and uh, and we just love her. She lives in Kildare, and she comes to church and we just appreciate Sister Brett's and, and just a really neat lady. We've got uh, Brother Jones listening, Minneapolis area. Nathaniel's listening up in Park River. We've got uh, Brother Johnson listening in Enid, Oklahoma. So what's he doing there? And we've got, you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Last week we had the esteemed... Dr. Matt Ramsey on the doing the program. I was at a wedding in Los Angeles. One of my grandsons got married out there to a girl from a Pentecostal church in uh, Rialto. Uh, Larry Booker, Joel Booker, the pastor there, and and so we were able to go to that beautiful church and and be in part of their services there, and of course the wedding. And we just had a really good time in Los Angeles. I liked to visit, but I don't want to live in Los Angeles. I it just um, I I mean, you know, my life is busy, but I think I do know what those people from those giant cities when they say it's just really busy, and uh, even driving kind of gives you a feeling of busy. I have to say that I admired those motorcycle riders that would ride in between the lanes. I don't would not do that, but and I think their life is at risk but they certainly were good good motorcycle riders <coughs> crazy stuff hey zach and leah just piped in from fargo good to have them with listening tonight those are some of my favorite people never see them but sure do like them you know i i'm gonna get into the program i think i'm gonna play some music tonight by who am i playing music by uh let's Greg McCool, that's who I'm going to play music by, and I'm going to play some music by him. I didn't bring my guitar in the studio um, all day long. Now, this morning, I felt like, well, I felt like the Lord gave me this message a while back, but um, but it just kind of came home to me, and, and then this morning, as I was got to the church early and was studying, um, just kind of came together for me, and then I spoke about it in church. I spoke about it at the county jail today. We have a county jail service at 2.30. Wow. I mean, the um, it's just going so well. Uh, for several couple of years, they had shut us out because because of the COVID pandemic. They wouldn't let us come in. Now they've let us come in, and it is just going so well. Uh, we've got um, the guards have been just super good to us, the staff, the administration. They, they want us there. And now uh, another man in our church and I go up there, on Sunday afternoons, and there's like 40 men and women that gather for the one service that we have at 2.30 in the afternoon at the county jail. And you talk about people that seem hungry for God and hungry for help. They're just just neat. And then we have our women's prison, and they are um, our women's prison down in New England. My wife went down tonight. She's filling in, helping fill in with a, a sister in our church that goes there all the time. And... Um, and so I'm excited to hear how that goes tonight. And then we also have a ladies' Bible study up at the county jail. A team goes up on Thursday afternoons and teaches that, and that's that's neat. So we've got some really neat inroads into the women's prison, the county jail, 
here in Dickinson and just glad to be back in, in those venues. Um, nothing like speaking in a jail. There, there's nothing, if you're a preacher, or at least for me anyway, there's nothing like it. I mean, the crowd just pulls it out of me somehow. And uh, here we are in a in a jail where people are wanting help. They're not forced to come to the services. And so they're there looking for answers. And uh, and I have to say, many of them, yeah, once in a while there's trouble, but many of them are like sponges up there, just wanting to hear the Word of God, wanting to hear truth. And I am so glad to be part of it. We get, I bring my guitar up there. We sing a little bit. Uh, we speak. We testify. So, and what I'm speaking about tonight, I know I'm just kind of, seems like I'm just treading water here, but what we speak about tonight, what I'm speaking about on radios, what I spoke about at the jail, what I spoke about in church today, I should be pretty good at it by now. going to read a scripture, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8, and it says this, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And I I read it out of the uh, RES version in church today, which, or I quoted the RES version, the RES version is not authorized, it's not, it's not inspired, it's just the Robert Everett Simons version, it just says this, stop worrying, start praying, and you will have unbelievable peace, and choose to think and remember the good and positive things instead of dwelling on all that negative junk, (laughs) that's my version. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. You know, um, it is important. I'm going to title this radio show, Choose to Remember the Good. Choose to Remember the Good. You know, I've tried to build my, um, my life, my focus on on uh, and my ministry, even a lot of my speaking on the concept of let's not live in the past. You know, I try to keep my attitude that way. Looking back, I mean, we're I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm it's kind. I'm speaking about the opposite because we do look back, and that's I know that. But I'm just trying to say, looking back is many times not productive. It really isn't. It, it's uh, it has little benefit. It's much more healthy, beneficial, productive to live in the present and to plan for the near future, maybe. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, there's enough trouble today to keep you busy. (coughs) And uh, (coughs) that's true. You know, just live today. You know, uh, plan to go to heaven. Um, Go ahead and you know, plant your crop, build your house. You know, I, I get it. But but living in the past, either past failures or past successes, neither one are real productive. But tonight on the radio, I'd like to address the topic, if you do look back, and and we all do look back, choose to remember 
and dwell on the good. That's what I want to talk about. Um, you know this. Um, you know this is uh, really, and I, I want to get into this. So it's going to be simple. It's going to be. Uh, I want to help somebody out there tonight. Uh, maybe this doesn't apply to everybody, but I think all of us have a tendency sometimes to dwell on the bad, to think about the bad in the past, uh, possibly to even use them those things as excuses for us to not excel or succeed. Uh, and I, I have examples of people in my mind I've got examples of people in the Bible that have remembered the good. You think about the Old Testament, um, Joseph. You know, he, he was sold by his brothers into slavery. They hated him. They He was sold into slavery. Uh, it turned around. I mean, you know, I'm making the story really short, but it turned around. And one day they were bowing before him, and he had the power to destroy them, but he chose to remember the good. He said, what you meant for evil, God God meant for good. You know, we I, there are examples in my, my life of people that I know that, that don't dwell on the bad. My, my mom is one of those. She's, my mom's in the hospital tonight in Bismarck, and she's doing okay. She's got a bad kidney infection, but... Otherwise, I know she'd be listening tonight, and and um, and I'd give her a big head here. But my mom is a person that doesn't dwell on the bad. She she remembers the good. She chooses to remember the good. And there were hard times in her life, um, her marriage, um, but she has chosen to remember the good. And she's ninety two years old, and she's still fun to be around. Um, she was in the hospital, and I. Got some of my kids, her grandkids, on the phone, and one of my sons yelled out to her, Grandma, were there any good-looking male nurses up there? And she goes, well, there was a good-looking doctor, she said. <laughs> and my mom still has a sense of humor. She can laugh at herself. Um, and I, I, I promise you we're going to get into this tonight. It's because she doesn't dwell on the bad. She doesn't remember the bad. Remember the good. And remember this name of this radio broadcast tonight. The name of my topic is Remember the Good. Let me just uh, kind of dive right into it here. You know, isn't this what we wished other people would remember about us? Don't you wish that other people would remember the good about you? I mean, I do. You know, if you've ever missed the mark, if you've ever hurt anybody, if you've ever failed, if you, you know, but on on the other hand, if you, you've tried to do what's right and live right, don't you hope that they'd forget the bad and remember the good? I mean, I do. Everybody does. You know, I think we should apply the golden rule to my to my radio show tonight. Remember the good. I think... If we want people to remember the good about us, then we should offer them the same uh, the same thing back. 
Jesus said in Matthew 7 and 12, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Jesus was saying the Old Testament law is is consummed up in, in this, that you should just do unto others the way that, treat others the way you want them to treat you. And when it comes to mercy for other people, give them the mercy that you would like to have if you were the one that failed. Earlier in Matthew 7, Jesus said, For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. I think we need to offer mercy because if it was in reverse, we'd want mercy. We'd want to be forgiven. I love Galatians 6 and 1. I don't have it right in front of me here, but it just basically said that if you see somebody overtaken in a fault, uh, restore them in a spirit of meekness. And in the Living Bible, it says, because someday you might be the one that needs mercy. Songwriter, I can't remember which one exactly, but wrote a song years ago called Pardon My Dust. (laughs) And uh, you'd have to kind of know the Bible. I mean, because the Bible says that we came from dust. So our flesh is dust. Um. One time Dennis the Menace told his mom, he said, uh, is, does the Bible really say that dust to dust, like we we're going, we came from dust, we're going back to dust? She goes, Dennis, it does. And he goes, well, I looked under my bed. He said, somebody's either coming or going. He said, <laughs> pardon my dust. You know, re- let's remember the good. Let's, let's, you know, we can all look back on our childhoods and find things that weren't right and some way more than others. You know, yeah, you know, it's, no, some of, maybe some of you listening have have horrific details of <coughs> childhood experiences. But also there were, there were, there were lights and lights, uh, times of, of light. There were <coughs> times of peace. There were, it wasn't all bad. And if you say it was, maybe you're not remembering the good. Maybe you need to look back and, and remember. Maybe you had a, a mother or a father that seemed unfair to you, but try to remember and look back and see when they, maybe they were doing the best with what they had. You know, um, the, I, I'm telling you that, and I'm going to get into the kind of the deeper side of this, maybe the psychology side of it even, but people that remember the bad are miserable people. You don't hurt the people that hurt you by remembering those that hurt you. You hurt yourself. Bitterness is like giving, making a drink of poison to give to your enemies and then accidentally drinking it yourself. Well, let's see. What's, what song should I play here? Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. This is... Uh, this has kind of got that country sound of my, my mom's not listening tonight. She hates this kind of music. I like all kinds of music. Listen to this. He's in room 211. 
with a bottle in his hand. Another broken life, another wasted man. He lost his home and family two years ago in May. That's the day he bought a heartache he can't afford to pay. It's the cost of low living pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show hey some some of my favorite people just texted in we've got hello from dave and rachel down in missouri and we love those guys good to hear from you sister yvonne is listening tonight and marin from bowman we have um let's see we've got um people from grand forks listening sister beth we've got brother johnson texting in again he always says such nice things to me on this about this broadcast. Thank you for your encouragement. You can text tonight, 701-290-7862. Simply, tonight we're talking about remember the good. Remember the good. Remember the good about your upbringing. Remember the good about your past. You know, my, my scriptural text is whatever good things there are to think about, think on those things. Philippians 4, 8. You know, don't don't dwell on the negative things. Don't dwell on how you were hurt or 
or imagine that you were hurt or some of you were really hurt. You know, I mean, some people, it's, you know, some people feel left out because they weren't hurt. So they're hurt about that. Remember the good, you know, and like I say, you know, the same mercy that we would love to be applied to our lives, let's apply it to others. And remember the good, because that's what we wish God would remember about us, isn't it? I mean, don't, do you want God? You know, was it David that said if if he would mark iniquities? Like, if he'd remember the bad, you know, we don't have a chance. Who who, who could stand if he just remembered the bad? <laughs> you know, he... You know, God, God, we want God to remember the good, so we ought to remember the good. What, what, you know, Jesus said, if, if you won't forgive them, I won't forgive you. I mean, that seems a pretty strong statement. You know, if you don't forgive others, you're, God won't forgive you. This is kind of a hard-hitting show tonight. Um, what's so weird about it, though, is maybe it's not hard-hitting because you don't realize that you're negative. Maybe maybe you don't realize that all you think about is the bad, but you can tell it when you talk. Other people can tell it when you talk, when you talk about all the bad things that ever happened to you. You know, <coughs> one of the, this morning when I was, re, you know, studying for this over at the church, I, I really got to chuckling because <coughs> I'm thinking about how the Bible says several places how God remembered like in Genesis 8 and 1, um, the wording of the Scripture is very interesting to me. Uh, it says in Genesis 8 and 1, And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water assaged. You know, uh, God remembered Noah. What, did you forget Noah? What does that mean? God, God remembered Noah. God, God getting old? <coughs> He's got a Alzheimer's? Oh, oh yeah, forgot about Noah. Or how about this one in Genesis thirty twenty two? A lady named Rachel couldn't have kids. The Bible said, and God remembered Rachel. And God hearkened to her and opened her womb. Like God was so busy that, oh, I should have wrote myself a note. Forgot about Rachel. Is that what that means? Or how about 1 Samuel one nineteen? It says they rose up early and up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Now, if you don't know that story, she had been praying for a baby and she was really, really in despair about it. <coughs> and, and the priest told her, God's going to answer your prayer. She went home and they had relations, her and her husband. And all of a sudden, the Lord remembered her and gave her a baby. Now, I, I'm not trying to make fun of God, but I'm and I'm not trying to make fun of the King James Version, but what that means is it wasn't like God had forgotten, but God chose to remember Noah, Rachel, and Hannah. You can choose to remember the good. You can choose to remember the good. And here's the meat of this radio show tonight. What we choose to remember shapes us. What what we choose to remember. What happens to you doesn't shape you. 
as much as what you choose to remember about what happened to you. You know, I'm going to say this maybe a couple times, but bitterness has nothing to do with what's happened to you. Bitterness has to do with simply choosing to remember the bad. That's what it has to do with. Now, here's what I think about is neat about this topic. And maybe you don't think this is neat, but I think it's neat, okay? And uh, maybe maybe uh, Sister Rachel in Missouri will write a book on this someday because you can take my idea. I'm not going to write a book, I don't think. But I made a mistake this morning when I was putting this, this uh, message together. You know, I when I, I I love to go in my church office. I love to get on my Bible program. I love I love it when scriptures open up to me. And I was typing in this morning that we need to give mercy to other people. But when I typed in mercy, I got two of the letters mixed up. I got the R and the C mixed up, and my spell check didn't fix it. So instead of mercy, the word came up as me cry. Now me cry, as far as I know, is not a word. And I don't know why my spell check didn't fix it, except maybe maybe it was the Lord. <laughs> maybe. But I was going to fix it, and all of a sudden I thought, I'm not going to fix that word, because do you want to live a life of remembering the good and giving other people mercy? Or do you want to live a life of me cry? Do you want to live a life of just crying about all the bad things that happened to you? Me cry. Spend your days crying and being upset about your past? Or do you want to apply mercy to your memory and let it be healed? Re- replaying and remembering the bad details. Is that what you want to do? Maybe you want to write a book about all the bad details. <clears throat> Many people do. They write books about it, about how bad it was. Then it's then you got it in black and white. There you go. Maybe you want to refuse to remember the good because it refutes your storyline. Like like my here I can tell you. Like I can tell I can tell a story and I can make me sound like a victim and it's all true. Here I go. My dad was a terrible drinker. Our family was in poverty because of his drinking. My mom and dad fought a lot and screamed a lot. And there was things thrown and broken, and my sister and I sometimes would crawl on each other's bed and hug each other and cry and were scared to death. And I could I could go on and on and on and on. I could tell you that story, and, and that would be true. Or I could tell you this story. My dad quit drinking when I was 11. And from that time on, he was a good dad. We went hunting together. We went fishing together. He worked a lot, but when he was off work, his he loved to do things with my mom, my sister, and I. I could tell you that story. That story is true, too. Now, which one do I want to remember about my dad? Well, you know what? That other story seems so long ago. My sister and I got over it. My mom got over it. You know, I mean, I mean, I can tell you, my dad, a lot of times we'd eat supper, sit around. My dad, we'd have our pajamas on. 
my dad always, after he quit drinking, he always bought a nice car, had a nice car, and he'd say stuff like, Bobby, Barbie, let's go drive around and see what the poor people are doing. <laughs> and we'd get in my dad's fancy Cadillac or Lincoln, and my mom would be up in the front seat. We'd drive around Bismarck, just drive around looking at all the poor people. See, I, I can remember that. I can remember on the hottest days in the summer. I don't. This is this isn't in my notes. That my dad would take me and my sister, my mom, sometimes me and one of my best friends or two of my best friends, up to Lake Sakakawea, and we'd go fishing. We'd never catch anything. My dad was a terrible, terrible fisherman. We, I don't think he knew the first. He thought get the biggest win, minnows possible will catch the biggest fish. The minnows sometimes could pull the barb, bobbers under the water. I'm, I'm not not making that up. <coughs> you thought you had a bite. It was just the minnow. You know, <coughs> so we'd fish for a while, and then it would get to 90 degrees, and we'd find an old log and push it out in the river, in the lake, in the middle of the lake, and we just float around, hold on to a log, so we didn't drown. See, I'm telling you, whatever version of the story you want to, I mean, what what storyline do you want? Do you, do you want a storyline where, I mean, it's just, there's no good? Is that the storyline you want? You know, there is, th- this is, to, to me, it's so important to us to understand that you can choose to remember Whatever you want to remember. There's a girl, and I tell her story often. She uh, she was just a little girl, and and she her one day her mother her father came home drunk, and and murdered her mother. The kid the dad went to prison. The mom was dead. The kids that went ended up in foster care, and this little girl was molested in foster care. Because of that, they didn't know what to do with her, and they put her in a group home for troubled girls, and she was a really nice girl. She really hadn't been in any any, any trouble, but they didn't know where to place her. Well, in this group home in Bismarck, a lady from our church worked there named Gloria. And Gloria told my wife and I, you need to come over and meet this girl. She's really a nice girl. She's like 13. So my wife and I came over, And we started a Bible study with this girl. And the story became beautiful. I mean, yeah, it wasn't all easy, but but some very close friends of mine, Mike and Shirley Chuppie, adopted this girl into their home. And this girl (coughs) ended up serving God, raising her kids in the church, and she still is living for God today. One day she was passing through Dickinson, and I had her stand and testify, and she told that whole story. And this is what she said. She said, I'm so thankful to God, because she said, if I would have been raised in a really good home that didn't know the truth, like this Acts 2.38 truth, I could have grown up and lived a normal life and never known how to be saved. So I thank God for what happened to me. What was she doing? She was remembering the good. Now, here again, maybe that refutes the storyline. Maybe maybe you want to just remember 
the war crimes that were committed against you. Listen, I am not minimizing anybody's traumatic experiences here. I'm not. But in our church this morning, in our church this morning, there were people, I mentioned one of them, Sister Brett's. There were other people there that have had terrible things happen to them, but they have decided to remember the good. Sister Bretz is listening to me tonight, and she's just a beautiful older lady, but one of her sons was murdered. I mean, that's a horrible thing. But Sister Bretz has not let it affect her. She is she is uh, sweet. She is she's not... Um, I don't know if she has any self-pity in her. I, I've never, Sister Brett, I know you're listening up there in Kildare. I've never heard you say anything that makes you think you feel sorry for yourself. Maybe you do, but you sure hide it good. You see, I'm talking about what you choose to remember will shape you. It, it, it will It will make you into something good, something bad. You know, I better play a song and read my text. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You came knocking on my heart's door when my heart didn't I didn't think I could let your love in But when I heard your voice calling I knew there was no fooling My heart was mine I felt my emotions falling In love with you, Lord, for the very first time Yeah. 
Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. You're listening to a right live broadcast tonight. If you're listening September 4th, 2022, got people texting me. Hey, here's somebody new. Dwayne and Fawn listening from Portland, Oregon on HGR. What church do you guys go to out there? Do you go to a Pentecostal church? We got um, uh, others listening tonight. Glad I just I'm honored that you'd listen to this broadcast. I really am. I my my, my um, topics are simple, um, and I'm not trying to be humble, but I'm just saying I you know this is simple stuff. Remember the good. It'll help you. You know, get your mind off all that junk. You know, Philippians four. You know, think on these things: good stuff, honest stuff, lovely stuff. Stuff of good report, virtuous stuff. That's why Pastor Bob doesn't have a TV. That's why I don't go to the movies or watch movies. All, all that junk. You know, um, I mean, I try to keep your mind on good stuff. And, and when it comes to your past, do the same. What we choose to remember will shape us. You know, people, there are, there are trigger <coughs> words. <coughs> trigger words not what I'm looking for. What am I looking for? There are words that when people say them, I know that they have bitterness. One of the things that people tell me that makes me think they might have a bitterness problem or a, a forgiveness problem is they'll say something like this, you don't understand, or you couldn't understand. Well, that maybe this maybe it's judgmental on my part, but when people tell me that, first of all, several things go through my mind. Number one, first of all, how do you know I don't understand? Now, yeah, I'm a man, so maybe I don't understand some things women go through, but the human condition, most of us understand what it is to be hurt. Some of you understand what it is to be hurt very badly. So number one, when you tell somebody, uh, you know, that you don't understand you know, that's, you're the one that's being judgmental. Secondly, when people say you don't understand, sometimes it's a it's a contest. Like, you know, like we're, we're in a contest who's been hurt the worst. Well, that's not what this is about. Now, my pastor, Pastor David Walters, who's, he's passed away now. Great, great man of God. Great pastor. Great, great uh, elder in my life. Uh, really, really helped me and shaped me and, and really helped me spiritually. But when people would say, Pastor Walters, you don't understand, he would always say, I don't get paid to understand. And I would I would imagine that would bother some people <coughs> that he would say that. But let me just tell you this, Pastor Walters did understand. He understood what it was to be hurt. He understood what he his childhood was by no means perfect. Um, he understood. He understood what it was to go through terrible things and choose not to remember them. So Pastor Walters did understand, but what he was trying to say is get your mind off of that junk. Pastor Walters chose not to dwell about the bad in his past. He wrote some books even about his growing up years and those books told a lot of good things and not a lot of the bad, if you've ever read them. Because he moved on 
And he remembered, He let me say this, he chose to remember the good. I should, I should keep adding that word in. Choose to remember the good. Don't just, the title is remember the good, but it's a choice. Choose to remember the good. Don't become a cynic. Don't become cynical. There are people that are cynical about God, about the church. They talk about it. <clears throat> I better hurry here. <clears throat> Psalm 78, verse 41 through 43. It says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. How did, how did they do that? Well, the next verse says, They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy, and how he had wrought his signs in Egypt. See, they chose not to remember the goodness of God. They just chose to look at at their trouble. (coughs) In Psalm 77, which is the psalm of Asaph, in fact, I told people in our church, I think Asaph was from Arkansas, and I can prove it if I read this. But Asaph was apparently going through a tough time, and it doesn't tell us exactly what. Kind Kind of does, but not exactly. But you know he was he was uh it's part of being a human being folks to go through tough times and to one degree or the other we all do like like some of you right now are in the middle of maybe a family member that has walked away from a god maybe walked away from god maybe some of you are are uh, <coughs> have a family member member that's battling addiction issues uh Maybe you're in a marriage where your spouse has been cheating on you. I mean, there's there's all kinds of, you know, I'm talking on the radio tonight. Who knows who I'm talking to? But Asaph was going through a tough time, and he was complaining. Psalm 77, 7, he said, Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? This is how I know he's from Arkansas. Is his mercy clean gone forever? North Dakota, we don't say clean gone. Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. In other words, Asaph, you're going through a bad time. You're depressed. You're down. Something's going on. You know, I don't know what happened to Asaph. I don't know if his wife died or... I have no idea what happened to him. But in verse 10, he said, And I said, This is my infirmity. So, you know, he told the, he's writing a song about it, like, This is my problem. But, I love that word, but. It's a big but. Can change the direction of a sentence. You know, like, like I could say, uh, you know, those Hollywood actors are pretty handsome, but. You haven't seen Pastor Bob yet. See, but can change everything, can it? (laughs) It says, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. In other words, I could dwell on all this junk, Asaph is saying. I could dwell on all the bad, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Notice verse 11. I will remember the works of the Lord. Like he's making a declaration here. Like I'm changing my thinking. 
He said, and, and then again in verse 11, this is the third time right here in two verses, I will remember thy wonders of old. And notice verse 12, I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. I want you to focus in on this with me. Asaph said, I'm going to remember the good, and I'm going to meditate about the good, and then I'm going to talk about the good. I'm not trying to be, what what was his name, Norman Vincent Peale here today, talk about the power of positive thinking. That's not my... I'm not against that. I, you know, I'm not against positive thinking. Of course not. But that's not, this is not some kind of psychology lesson here. But I'm telling you, you can train your brain to remember the good. You can choose to do it. And you can meditate on the good. You know, you, you can, I mean, you can, you can sit and complain about the hypocrites you met in the church and, and maybe one of them was a pastor and, and, and you can, you know, I've had people, I just had somebody doing this to me, complaining about, you know, all the terrible people they met in the church. And I'm just like, I got to shut this down. And when I tried, this person was like, well, you don't really understand. You've never had this bad thing happen to you. Well, how do they know that? I mean, like, do you think I've never seen a hypocrite? Do you think I've never had anybody lie about me? Do you think do you think I've never had anybody misunderstand me? Of course we have. All of us have. But I'm going to remember the good. I'm going to remember the the people of God that I watch do amazing things. There's a man I'm thinking about right now. And I can't even tell you his story. He doesn't go to our church in Dickinson. But this man has, I mean, to keep his marriage together, he has done an incredible job of forgiveness. And I I mean, I'm going to leave it so vague because I'm just nervous that somebody would even guess who it would be. But he has chosen to forget the bad. And he has chosen to remember (coughs) the good. That's what he's chosen to do. Now, I know we can't get to heaven by good works because we need the blood of Jesus. But if you could, this man would go. I know the story. I know both sides of the story. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I'm going to tell you, I know people that have been hurt very deeply that are succeeding. And if you're not succeeding and you're holding on to all this junk, you're only hurting yourself. You know, and you're hurt. You know what? I shouldn't say that. You're probably hurting people around you, too. Bitterness is... Is a poison that can be spread. You know, uh, self-pity has a lot to do with what you choose to remember. I'm not going to write a book. I want my daughter to write a book on this. I'll give her all the information that I've accumulated. I just don't feel like my sentence structure is good. I'm not saying I couldn't learn. Don't get me wrong. My mom was an English teacher for 39 years. 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I got it through osmosis. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, um, I, I mean, I, when I write stuff, it sounds exact. It looks exactly like the way I talk, and I know that's not proper. But I, I want somebody to write a book about self pity because I think a lot of mental illnesses start with self pity. Well, I'm glad I'm just about done, so nobody can scream at me. Self-pity and a lot of mental illnesses are very, very similar. And I don't know which one comes first. And I know it's not always true. But feeling sorry for yourself will destroy your mind. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your health. Everybody knows that. Every oh, Doctors know that. You know, I, I shouldn't say everybody, but the... the medical community knows that people that are remembering the bad will become unhealthy. They will. What is that scripture? It was in, just came the other day talking about, you know, I, I can't quote it, but bad news will make you stoop. I think Brother Dale Jones sent that to me. Where's that at, Brother Jones? Send it to me again. You know, I mean, like, if that's if you're if you want to go online and find out every Pentecostal church where they failed somehow, or where they're goofy, go ahead, but don't forward it to me. Forward to me the places where they're having a revival. Forward to me the places where they're sacrificing and God's honoring it. Forward the stuff to me where a man and his wife moved to a city and start a church. And now they've got 700 people coming. Forward that to me. That's what I want to hear. You say, oh, you're just like an ostrich sticking your head in the sand. Okay, whatever. You know, okay, that's what I am. But I want to remember the good. 1 Corinthians 13, talking about love. Love thinketh no evil. Love, love is somewhat naive, you guys. I'm getting kind of hot. I don't even know why. Nobody on the nobody's texting me bad things. But it's like I'm fighting against something here. I'm, I'm fighting against people that want to keep the storyline of how bad everything is for them. That's your storyline. That's what you want to talk about. That's what you want to think about. And all of us, to one degree or another, could do the same thing. What will you choose? This is another verse out of the R-E-S version, Robert Everett Simons. Choose ye this day to remember the good. Psalmist said in Psalm 20 and 7, some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Remember the good. Meditate on the good. Talk about the good. You don't don't remember the junk. Well, if you want to get a hold of us <coughs> during the week, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, five hundred one Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. If you live in our area, I know some of you are listening online. Going, some of you go to good Pentecostal churches. Maybe some of you don't know anything about Pentecostal churches. We'll try to get you hooked up. 
But if you live in in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, uh, our church is located. It's right on Interstate ninety four. You can't you cannot miss it. I mean, I have people all the time telling me, "Man, we drove by your church on the interstate. We got a big old sign. Uh, it's, it's the you know we might not have the fanciest church in town. It's pretty nice." But we have the best location of any church in Dickinson. I'll, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. We have visitors just show up because they see us on the highway all the time, not just once in a while. Uh, anyway, uh, Wednesday is our next church service, Wednesday at 730. And if you're a praying person, you want to come and pray with us before church, we have a prayer meeting at 7. It's a regular church service on, on Friday mornings. There's a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. at the church. Usually breakfast there. My wife, a lot of times, will make breakfast for everybody. And coffee's always there. That's at 6 a.m. Friday mornings. On Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, there is Sunday school for the children, adult Bible classes for the non-children. There is a basic Bible class taught by yours truly, Pastor Bob, that if you don't even want to stay for church, you could come at 10 o'clock. It's a basic Bible class. You could ask questions. Um... It, I mean, there's 21 lessons, and uh, I'd love to have you come. I'd like to. We're starting, kind of starting over right now. It's the same 21 lessons all the time. So come on this Sunday at 11 o'clock. Sunday mornings is our worship service. Um, on Tuesday nights in Beach, North Dakota, which is 60 miles to the west, we have a church. It was it was a daughter work? Now they're their own church. They have a what? What time do you guys have service? 10 o'clock out there or 10:30? I don't remember. Beach, North Dakota. It's called the House of Prayer. It's right on the main drag there in Beach. Um, they also have a Tuesday night uh, at seven. Excuse me, at seven thirty, and a Sunday morning at either ten or ten thirty. In Bowman, North Dakota, that was also a daughter work. Now they're their own church. They have service Wednesday night at seven thirty, Sunday mornings at ten o'clock or ten thirty. I should know that. All right. Choose ye this day to remember the good. You got it? All right. Are you going to be a one of a person of mercy or a person of me cry? <laughs> I thought that was clever. All right, whatever. Well, it's been good to be with you tonight. Lord Jesus, I pray for our listening audience. God, I, I pray for those that are holding on to all the junk. and That's what they're thinking about, meditating about, talking about. God, I pray that, that you somehow help these words convince them that they're going down a dead end that they're only going to hurt themselves and their family, children. God, I pray that you help them just to begin to focus on all the good things that has happened. We just pray tonight, God, that the simple message will just somehow reach out and touch somebody. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Um, this is another Greg McCool. I've been playing some Greg McCool stuff. Uh, Greg McCool, one of his albums called I'm Back. Greg McCool's an apostolic pastor somewhere out in, I think, Illinois. And the other album I've got in front of me here is called Long Road Home. And, I mean, this if you like the country-style apostolic music, this this is good stuff. He's an excellent guitar player. Uh, li- listen to this one. My Worst Days Now. Listen to this song. Should be flying high. I 
I have a clear direction Which is something that I never had before Now when things are going wrong On him I can't depend He's walking right beside me He's become a trusted friend My worst days now Are better than my best days then My lowest times with Jesus Sure beats that old life I lived in sin Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.